Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, in life, we all run into stone walls. I mean, unable to process things that we should, unable to to move forward, refusing to move back. It seems like sometimes we just get stuck in the mud, so to speak. And we seek God, we seek a connection, we seek answers, we seek wisdom, we seek guidance. And for some people, you know, they tend to move towards drugs and alcohol, et cetera. I've been there as well, all in an effort to escape. For others, they dive further into work, refusing to acknowledge that there are areas they're struggling in. If this sounds like you, well, you're in for a treat today. D. Neil Elliott is the author of a great book titled A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually. Now, the information contained in this book helps to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. And Neil Elliott provides a step-by-step process that can help you, regardless of what religious affiliations you may have. Help me welcome to the program, D. Neil Elliott. Neil, I am so blessed that you're joining us today that we're finally able to get this interview to come to pass. Amen. Oh, me too. And uh, so thank you so much for uh, for having this interview with me. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm really excited about our conversation today. Amen. Now, the first question I always ask, other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Neil Elliott? Oh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, boy, that's a good question. Who am I? I am a soul on a journey to come back to the light. That's who I am. And, and uh, yeah, so and my goal now is to help people um, come out of whatever area they're in and make connection back with the divine. Amen. Amen. Now, you're a professional engineer by trade. You worked in the utility industry for several decades. What was it about your background that caused you to seek out, as you say, a connection with the divine? Okay, so uh, so let me just quickly, I'll give everybody this context. So born in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, lived across Canada, um, second marriage combined between the two of us, we have three children, and I have five grandkids, and they're all Texans. Hey, Amen. Um, <laughs> born in 1960, and I'll be 62 in you know another couple of weeks, three weeks. Amen. So as you mentioned, as you mentioned, professional engineer, MBA, and I worked in the hydroelectric industry for well over 30 years. And that context is important because we'll talk a little bit about science. Okay. Uh, so what happened to me was uh, through our thinking and our feeling. I didn't know this before, but now I'm going to talk. Uh, you know, looking in the rearview mirror. So I would have never described it this way before. But through our thinking and our feeling, we create every event and every experience that comes into our life. And from 2002, I went into consulting from employment to consulting in 2002. And from 2002 to 2015, 
I slowly drove myself into this deep and despondent depression. And uh, I recognized in 2015, I was in this deep depression. We're all great actors in our environment. We can put whatever forth we want, we want to uh, whatever audience we have, be it family, friends, or clients. And so no one knew I was in this really deep, dark place, but I was. And so I picked up some <clears throat> newly issued spiritual books and some science books and trying to go through a process to get me to change my thinking. And um, I tried that in the 90s. It didn't work. In the 90s, it was more around, I wanted to adopt a more inclusive attitude <laughs> to, uh, you know, in, in the corporate world. And um, <clears throat> But anyway, so I was trying to get out of this deep, dark depression. And I spent a couple of years on that. And all great books, all great authors, all great processes. But I just couldn't really make anything work for me. Our house had been on the market for five years. Uh, it crashed in the area where we built this beautiful waterfront home and it never recovered the 2008 you know, issue. And uh, finally, the house sold <clears throat> this, late, this early November 2017. And my wife got on a plane to go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada and uh, visit family and friends. And I sat down at this little one-bedroom rental apartment kitchen table and crafted my suicide note. Mm. And I was planning that out for three months to ensure my wife would be financially okay and to ensure that my I could say goodbye to family and friends without them knowing what I was going to do. A week prior, some material uh, came to me in this fortuitous fashion that promised to liberate me from my thinking if I followed it and if I studied it. And so what I did, being an engineer, I thought, okay, well, I'll push this out. <laughs> I'll plan, and because I, I can always commit suicide, but I had this little nagging doubt that you know I'm going to go to a bad place if I commit suicide. Um, <clears throat> so I pushed it out, and uh, I began this process of studying this material, and I call this a blueprint document. Um, and what this did is, what over a period of a year, I woke up a year later, and my depression was totally gone. I was full of inner peace and joy and love, and I felt totally prosperous and abundant. Nothing changed in my environment. It was how I viewed my environment and how I viewed life. Amen. And it, it, was a, it was a new experience for me. And, and in late December, so 13 months after I began this process, late December of 2017 or 2018, I went into two meditations two days apart. And as you Go through this process, what you'll do is you'll go through higher vibrational frequencies of consciousness uh, through a meditation. And I went into these meditations, uh, shifted into these higher vibrational frequencies of consciousness, and I was just this spiritual energy flew in, um, uh, flowed into me, and it filled me, and it encased me, it enveloped me, it bathed me in unconditional love. I felt non I felt non-judged. Um, didn't matter what anything anybody had done to me in the past or what I had done. Uh, I felt totally supported, and I felt uh, and just totally bathed. And we don't have the human language to describe this. Exactly. Yeah. But but I went through two of these back to back, and at that point, I knew what I had learned. This new knowledge that I had learned was absolutely true. And I then wanted to share it from the rooftops. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be looked at like an idiot if I do that. <laughs> so, 
So it took me a couple of years, you know, I continued this process and it's been this uh, ever evolving spiritual awakening and deepening and connection with whether you call it God, Yahweh, the Tao, Allah, <laughs> our creator, whatever you want to call it. It's been this deepening connection with, um, with the divine, I'll call it the divine here, mm -hmm. and um, stronger and stronger and more beautiful ever since then. And it took me a couple of years to figure out the best way to do this is to write a book, share my story. Uh, and I did it in a very candid way, share my story and um, ex uh, explain to people the process and the steps that I use, very concrete steps based in science that, that provide this bridge between spirituality and science and allows anyone, no matter who, where you are in life, whether you're ill or healthy, happy, depressed, you know, living in a mansion or living on the street. Mm -hmm. You can totally transform your life, your life if you have this new knowledge and you follow this process. And I believe as more and more people do this, we will eventually bring this this world, this will eventually bring us into a new era of love and peace around the world. And that's my mission. My mission is to help people and bring this new era of love and peace into being around the world. Amen. Now, when you were going through this process, what was it you were seeking? I mean, you, it was this, you were seeking God or truth or wisdom. What, what was it you believed you were missing that caused you to go, go searching like this? Well, I think, you know, when I was in this really deep depression, it's, it's life had no purpose. You know, I felt, the, you know, I was miserable. I, you know, I made lots of money. I spent lots of money. I go on vacation in Europe. My wife's from Germany originally. And we go visit family and friends there and I loved it. You know, I loved architecture. I loved the European architecture and museums and stuff and always happy at those times. But when I got back to real life, you know, what I do day by day, I was just miserable inside. I felt there was no point. It was, um, it was like, there's no purpose to this other than just misery. So why would I want to carry on with this? Why do I want to spend another 20 years in this miserable state? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, asking questions of myself like what's my purpose why am i here why are we created why do we come here and i had no answers but this material spoke to me and it and you know and it, and i and i'll tell you that a year earlier if i'd come across this material i would have run from it mm. but i was at such a deep dark place that i was looking for anything that could change how i thought D. Neil Elliott is the author of a great book titled A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually. The information contained in this book helps to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. D. Neil Elliott provides a step-by-step -step process that can help you regardless of what of religious affiliations you may have. Order your copy of Neil Elliott's book, A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually. Available on Amazon and where all fine books are sold. In your book, uh, A Higher Road, you state that you were in this dark place, but you say you found this material by accident. Uh, explain that. Uh, what do you mean by accident? Someone gave you something or you just come across it or how'd that work? Um, so I was, I, you know, at the time, if I remember correctly, it's been a few years now, but I was searching for the I am discourses. 
and um, and I couldn't really find them. But what happened with that search is I, I came up, I came across this material, and then I thought, okay, well, I'll look at it. And this is where you know it's branded in such a way that I would have typically run from it. But um, but I thought, well, you know, why not? I'm like I'm open to anything at this point because I was looking for anything, and so I um, so I took it and I started to read it, and it was so logical and it was so rational. And it was, you know, based in things that I like. I like, you know, being an engineer, I'm really based in, you know, if you can observe it, if you can measure it, if you can calculate it, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's truth, right? Yeah. And and um, so it 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 was based in that. But what it did was it provided much. There's so much new knowledge that we need to gain to uh, to make this bridge for some of us anyway. Uh, and this is what was required for me is I needed that foundational knowledge that I could believe that was consistent with my current, you know, understanding of science, but enabled me to go beyond that. Mm. And, uh, so it just, it came to me that way. It was just a fortuitous search and uh, it landed in my lap. I now look back and say that all of the scientific material I read, all of the spiritual books I read from 2015 to 2017, we're laying a foundation to open me up, to stretch my consciousness, to accept this new material I was going to receive. Amen. It was preparing me. It's like, um, you know, it was in and uh, it was clearing the ground, uh, all, the, all the trees and the stumps and the rocks ready to till the soil and get rid of the weeds and break down the sods of non-comprehension to be able to plant these new beautiful seeds that could uh, you know, that I could tend and care for and it, they would bloom and blossom into where I am today. Amen. Amen. And you mentioned this is based in science. How so? Well, you know, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a couple examples. So what do we know in science today that we didn't know 100, 200 years ago? Oh, a lot. If, yeah. yeah, a lot, right? But the first thing we know, <laughs> you know, we know that at a subatomic level, we, there's um, nothing solid. We are just energy. And, um, and so, you know, like science believes there was a big bang out of that big bang came the material universe. And, uh, so ele electromagnetism came out of that big bang and, you know, eventually, um, these, um, you know, fusion happened to create elements and elements randomly got together to create a living molecule and living molecules randomly got together to create the first cell. So we know all of that. And so, and then we have the first living cell. And uh, then we have, you know, through evolution, we have what we see today, all of the things that are created. So let's talk about cells for a minute. So the what else do we know in science today? We know that, you know, the sperm fertilizes the ovum. And it starts with one cell that divides into two, into four, and so on. To build this intricate body over a nine month period, and there's over 50 trillion cells in a human body. The other thing we know in science today is that every cell has the library of information for the entire body. The only difference between a hair cell and a skin cell or a, a liver cell and a skin cell is the work that it does. So, you know, these cells, they get together, they work in a harmonious fashion to build and maintain a liver. They never intrude on anybody else's work. They never suddenly spring into making an ear. 
they um <clears throat> and they maintain that liver and um and so there's more harmony in our bodies and in our cells than we display as humans when working on a joint project. And, you know, if we look at one cell, a one cell has a permeable membrane around it. And that membrane gives it individuality and protection. The cell can, uh, so the question becomes, when did consciousness first seep into living matter? And so when you look at a cell, you say, okay, well, um, you know, a cell can discern the right nutrition that's going to be healthy, healthy for it, and it accepts it through that permeable membrane. And it discerns when there is a buildup of toxic waste that's going to cause it harm and be detrimental to its health. So it ejects it out of the main membrane. That's a first act of consciousness that I think science could believe there's consciousness in a cell. So then the question becomes, well, if there's consciousness in a cell, um, why wouldn't there be consciousness in the living molecules that got together to form that cell? And if there's consciousness in the living molecules that got together to form the cell, why wouldn't there be consciousness in the elements that got together to form that living molecule? Okay. And if there's consciousness in the elements, why wouldn't there be consciousness in the electrical particles that fuse to form that element? And, you know, and then we know at a, at a subatomic level that there's actually those electrical particles are made up of a bunch of other things that they've discovered in science. And, and it doesn't matter. We don't need to go there. That's just conceptual stuff. Bottom line is that the universe is so ordered and so orderly, you, it cannot be just passed off as a random act. Right. I agree. And there, and there has to be consciousness in all of these things. And so what you're going to learn when you go through this material is that we are not matter imbued with consciousness. We are consciousness made visible through the uh, descent of vibrational frequency of electrical particles. And, um, and so that's a, an example of what you're going to learn in science. And you're going to learn so much more that is going to, to back up um, uh, your understanding of, of what was before the Big Bang. You're going to understand what was before the Big Bang the impetus for the Big Bang, what happened at the time of the Big Bang, and how the material universe came about. And then you're going to learn the purpose and reason of why and how we're created, why we come to Earth, um, our purpose in life, and you're going to learn how we use the tools of the universe, the laws of cause and effect, to create every event and every experience that comes into our lives. Amen. Except this new material. I've gathered all of this new material together. And um, uh, for people that read A Higher Road and then decide for themselves they want to embark on this process, I will. they will learn in the book itself how they can get in touch with me to get copies of that material. And I provide that for free. Okay. And um, so my recommended way to read A Higher Road is read it from cover to cover understand the processes in its entirety. And then if it resonates with you and you, you want to start this process, you go back and start with either some of the science material or start directly with step one. And if it, the book doesn't resonate with you, and if you've bought a print copy of the book, I ask if you could please just pass it on to somebody else without colorful commentary. Um, 
And, and the reason is because we can never accurately judge the inner reality of another person. Someone who is quite affable and kind and considerate could be an absolute mess and misery inside. Yeah. So this could be the, the biggest gift that you give somebody because you, I just, I don't know. I can't tell you who this is going to resonate with this material, but I tell you it will resonate with people that are, that are, uh, you know, open and you have to come to this new material um, like a little child uh, with no prejudgments, uh, open, open and curious. And um, so the higher road is constructed in a way to take you through the same process I've gone through. So step one is really stretching your understanding of consciousness. And we're going to do that. I've done that through some scientific books, which are, you know, all based, all concept conceptual things that everybody's going to be able to understand. And um, it's going to lay this foundation for you to open yourself up and understand consciousness in a new way, or perhaps in a new way. And when uh, the second step then is I unveil these truths, I call them truths. And after you read this material and you study it and you understand it, I believe you too will come to, to believe that they are truths. Uh, step three is really a reflection step. It's a step that uh, where you're going to sit down at the beginning of this process and you're going to write yourself a letter. And this is not a letter to you know, show to your spouse, to please a God, to share with your friends. This is for you and your eyes only. And so this is a letter where you, when you sit down, you need to be really truthful and candid with yourself. Are you really happy with the way things are going? Are you really happy with life or would you rather just end it and be done with it? And you're going to write this letter, whatever that looks like to you. And what you're doing is you are documenting how you really feel at the beginning of this process. Because a year later, you're going to open that letter up. And if you followed these process and followed these steps, you are going to feel entirely different. That's my belief. And so uh, step four of the process is, excuse me, Uh, step four of the process is really, uh, it's a process to cleanse your consciousness. So when we are born, we're, you know, these little babies that are embodiments of joy. <laughs> we're just sponges. We suck up everything in our environment, our parents' attitudes and beliefs and, uh, uh, you know, kind of their language they use and uh, their emotions and in our siblings and And then at age five, the brain develops to a point where it can start making its own decisions. And so you've been shaped by the environment you've grown up in. And then at age five, you start making your own decisions. And then you're exposed to, you know, third parties in school. You pick up other things. As we grow from babyhood to adulthood, we think we're becoming versed in the ways of the world. But what we're really doing is we are letting our egos take control of our life. And I'll talk about that in a moment. And um, we bind down our souls and we shut ourselves off from the light. This is a divinely ordained process in order for uh, your soul to learn the lessons and have the experiences it wants to learn while it is here on this earth. And... um, You will be, so this may depart a little bit from Christianity, but 
you will be reincarnated many times. And it's an evolutionary process for the soul. So you'll come here in varying genders, male, female, you'll be highly educated. Uh, you'll be uh, not educated very much sometimes. You'll be very wealthy and you'll be poor. And all of these are designed to create varying experiences for you to learn the lessons you want to learn. So you come from unconditional love and you return to unconditional love. And so our creator is unconditional love. And in order for the creator to experience itself, it needed a mechanism to create individuality and then have that individuality go through these various experiences where it can use a minute part of the creative process of the creator to create these experiences for themselves. And this is the ego. So at the time of conception, the soul comes in, it is perfect. It is unconditional love. And everybody's soul, your soul is equal to my soul, is equal to everybody else's soul. It is perfect. It is unconditional love. Any When your, your ego is also created at the time of conception, and it uses the um, mechanics or mechanisms of law of cause and effect through electromagnetism, you think with electrical impulses in the brain, you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. The magnetic impulses in the nervous system center and bond your thinking, your electrical plan into a cohesive whole, and you create a blueprint of a future event or future experience that you draw into your life. And you magnetize that over time, and it will manifest at some point. And it's these experiences that you have created that come to you, be they good, whether you consider them good or bad, that provide you the <clears throat> uh, experiences and feelings and uh, emotions that you want to experience. So when you leave this lifetime, you go back, you take the richness of those experiences back to the creator. Hey, folks, we're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with D. Neil Elliott. And folks, this is just part one of a great two-part interview. So you need to be sure that you put it on your schedule to come back and listen to part two as we continue this discussion with Neil Elliott. But his book, A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually, I believe this would be a great supplement to your daily scripture studies and your prayer time, your meditation time. And you know, I know sometimes during prayer time, my mind wanders a little bit. Well, maybe his methods will help you to draw closer to God. But you won't know unless you order a copy of his book, A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually. Just drop down the show notes below, click the link, order your copy today. And be sure to put it on your schedule to come back for part two as we conclude this interview uh, next time with D. Neil Elliott. Till then, this Pastor Bob remind you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.
Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.